I did try to watch the new Drag Race, but uh, why? Uh, because I'm like Crystal from the Read. Anyone with colored contacts, just I can't take them seriously. Wait, who are we talking about? I don't know. Lots of the the gays there, the queens have colored contacts. I, I just can't deal with that. I don't remember any of them that had like standout. Col- oh wait, Lala Ree. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but hers look nice on her they like make her eyes pop i don't know like it, i just I, I, you just i've never liked it's it, a preference actually. i tried i tried it mm-hmm. actually once and i was like mm, yeah not for me girl <laughs> yeah I, 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 I don't know if i like it or not this season i've also never watched more than this is my third season <laughs> oh this is only your third yeah and there's like 13 right there's 13 yeah honey boo boo they are 13 <laughs> uh you know who annoys me candy candy muse i fucking I just can't stand candy. Maybe there's something about candy that is reflected in my personality or something. (laughs) But I do not like her, especially the way that she treated the, what is her name? The one that left. um, Tamisha. Tamisha. Because I had such a connection with Tamisha. Yeah. And just the way that, because I am Tamisha in many ways with the way I'm aware of how people talk to each other. So Mm -hmm. maybe that's why I don't like candy. (laughs) I feel like she can dish it out but she can't take it she can't take it yeah but at the same time she's very charismatic Mm. and like i wouldn't want her as a friend personally but she is very entertaining Uh, (laughs) i guess yes let's uh, (laughs) let's agree to disagree (laughs) so uh, welcome everyone uh thanks for listening to the random drag race banter yeah um not that any straight people hey actually no there are straight people there are so many straight people that watch hello race yeah there we go. Uh, I am... Who am I today? I am uh, Angela Davis's Afro. Oh. I don't know why. I just felt... <laughs> felt prominent. Okay. Mine sounds stupid now. It's okay. Be stupid. Uh, I am here with the awkward energy of trying to dress for the weather when it's mm-hmm. like right between winter and spring. <laughs> so I right now... <laughs> hate that. So just yeah, this... Very awkward in between Am I going to freeze or sweat? We don't know. Yeah. Or both. Or both. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, welcome everyone. This is uh, This is Fine, I guess. This is Fine? Yeah, this is This is Fine. Is it? Well, <laughs> is this fine? It's, and you know what? This week I've actually asked myself that question many times. Is it okay to eat a whole bag of peanut M&M's? <laughs> <laughs> and I did. <laughs> Is it fine? <laughs> you just really wanted those nuts. Oh. <laughs> I was about to quote a Nicki Minaj lyric that's disgusting, <laughs> but I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm going to spare all of you. <laughs> yeah, so I actually heard or like found out something that mm-hmm. was very annoying and like you know I love decently aggravating. Mm-hmm. Um, they are now making a remake of the movie Busan Hing. Or train to Busan. I thought this was a joke when I saw no, it on Twitter. No, 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 no. Mm. It's Why? real. They're, it's the movie was great as it is. Wait, are these Americans remaking yeah, it? Yeah, they're, ma- they're remaking it with white people. So it, my first question is like, what are they even going to call it then? Like tra- like train, train to, to Los where? Angeles? It's not like... Train it, to Cincinnati? Th- it's not <laughs> like America has that same system of, of railway, like the KTX. Like, yeah, it's, it uh, doesn't make sense. Are they going to use a bus instead? Greyhound bus to is it San gonna Francisco be... or like what? Because like, like Train to Busan is like realistic fiction, 
kind of like a zombie genre. It makes sense where because it they're... can happen. Well, the setting is real, right? Just the events are not. Like the cities are real. The context makes sense because you're going from this very busy city in the middle of the country to right. a coastal city, like way down below, where you think very densely the zombie pandemic won't have reached yet. Yeah. So, like geographically or whatever, it makes sense. Culturally, it makes sense. I have it no makes idea. sense it, if yeah. it's set in Korea. What is the director again um, from Parasite? Bong Joon-ho. Yeah, didn't he say once you overcome the one-inch boundary that is the subtitle? Yeah, the subtitles. Like world opens up for you in terms of movies and foreign films. Like just for yeah. the white people that are making that movie that I've signed on, just overcome the barrier and watch the original and let it be. It's like the other day I had a rant about um, Powerpuff Girls. They're thinking about remaking the Powerpuff Girls, live action. Why? <laughs> Why though? They are kindergartners. What? That have no hands. Like <laughs> their hands are attached to their necks. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. But you know what? Not everything needs to be a remake. <sighs> I mean, but in some, like in that case, no. I can be more forgiving because it's kind of like, oh, they remade the Lion King. They remade like Avatar, even though it was horrible. Um, they remake these like children's cartoons as live action films yeah. because there's a market for it because of that like nostalgia factor and everything. But this is, it's, it's coming from a different place of like, we want to sell this to a different market that refuses to accept the original because of their own biases or their own like oh my limitations. God, yeah. And I wonder how much coronavirus has played into this because of the, the, stigma that asians have received because of the virus and then i mean like i don't know how much of that has to do with it because it was from 2016 it's yeah, not like an old movie but it's not recent either we can talk ad nauseum about this and people get on me for always bringing up race but they don't understand like that it is literally part of the fabric of our existence and i feel it a responsibility to always highlight that um, so that the people who benefit from it realize by pure biological dysfunction of not having pigment, of having less of the <laughs> pigment. It is. A, it is <laughs> but that you are the dominant caste. It's literally what it is. It's a genetic lottery. It's roulette. As simple as that. Anyway, so, <laughs> yeah, we can go yeah. on about this and rant. But So, very annoyed that they felt the need to remake Train to Busan. Like, and it, For a different... Ugh. Ugh. It won't even make sense. And does this fall under any kind of appropriation? No, it I don't doesn't. Know if it, no, it doesn't. I it's, feel like it's a tricky category. It's like when they remake Japanese or like Korean horror movies or like Thai horror movies, mm-hmm. but the story no longer makes sense because oh, it like doesn't. Oh, like the the Ring, like Shutter or the Ring, yeah, or yeah, like the Grudge. The Grudge. Oh, the Grudge was the one I'm talking about. The Grudge. Yeah, they the, did both uh, though, right? Yeah, yeah. But like, they don't really make sense anymore, and like the horror, the scary factor is kind of diminish because it just turns into this because you don't know the nonsensical history. yeah you don't know the history of the culture all that stuff that goes into the the traditions and and everything that comes from japan for um the grudge right japan yes yeah it doesn't translate the same yes for someone that does not know japan or anything from that yeah the movie may be scary but um it this it's not an accurate representation of what the real thing is 
And then you can go into the argument of, oh, it doesn't have to be, and intertextuality, and, and you know, we, we adapt and change stories. and uh, But that's not the point. The point for me here is that it's, I don't know, I like the authenticity. And if, like pl- if it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> yeah, you're like plucking this story out of its proper context and then just kind of artificially putting it into another. Yeah. And trying to force it to happen so i like the i like that you use the word context the same way that we learn language right that we learn like uh english or korean or like your mother tongue um that you understand the context clues and when to use the 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 present perfect without being taught that you just you just like know that from like living in a certain space that same way do stories um, have importance in their culture yeah so like the the movie the witch yeah about like the salem witch hunt yeah 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 it makes sense for them to make that in america and have it be set in like ohio like, <laughs> <laughs> salem like in new, Ling- new england new england yeah. um and it wouldn't make sense for like a korean director to take that story and just like replace all of the characters with korean people and then just be like oh well that's it now america has its own genres of of yeah but also what is america if not taking from other people (laughs) 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 okay (laughs) i think it's about time we move on don't you think (laughs) so this week has been i know i guess my whole life has been a struggle with time management even though i'm very i feel like i'm very good at it it doesn't necessarily mean that i am um yeah 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 (laughs) i feel kind of uncomfortable with time management because sometimes what i say and tell people isn't necessarily what i do yeah because i still fall into the trap of like mismanaging my time i know that i've definitely gotten better about time management but it's still an ongoing process for me i am now more aware of the things that i should be doing to try and manage my time better and i try and put those into place most of the time and a lot of the time it is successful but then there are other times where i'm like oh i have totally overbooked my schedule and now i can't do these two things that i actually needed to do yeah <laughs> and then you go into the theory of like how to you decide what's important what's urgent what's urgent and important like you know that little that yeah. square you draw and you just de- yeah, yeah, yeah. if it overlaps the venn diagram whatever you you pick that thing but that is so different for ev- for every person so we have to find some kind of general thing to classify the lack of time management is it friends is it work? Which area are you better? Which area are you? <laughs> yeah. And also, like, which area can you kind of get by? Right. So, like, what I mean by that is, like, even if you don't manage your time as well, like, which areas are you better at? And, like, where you can make up that lost time? Mm. Because essentially, like, people, I heard this on the podcast, The Knowledge Project, mm-hmm. and there's this guy talking about distractions and addictions and time management. And one interesting thing that he he said to me, uh, for me, was people talk about time, like saying, I spent my time, right? Mm-hmm. As if time is this thing that, that is like money where you can get more. You can always get more. And the amount of money va- that you have at any given time varies. And people use that language. And I'm very specific. I try to be very specific with my language use. Is that they say they, they um, spent the time as if you can get it back. Instead, maybe think about moving into a space of saying, this is how I want to use my time or mm-hmm. this is how I used my time. Because use, is it's up. It's finished, right? Yeah. 
So it's like you use it up and it's gone. It's gone. I think maybe if you start there and you question, how did I use my time? Maybe it can start a shift or an attention on managing your time. That's actually a really good way to kind of start the wheels in motion. Yeah. Like even what I just said now about like, think about where you can make up the time. That's kind of like, where can you, you know, like make the most of time? So what what are you trying to say? Like, is it if you're if you're lacking time management in this space, can you then make it up in another space? Is that what you mean? Or if you've not used your time well in the morning, what do you do to kind of make up for that? Yeah, like if you mismanage your time and you're finding yourself lacking in enough time to do something, like what are those areas where you're good enough that you can kind of speed through what would normally take 30 minutes, like just spend 15 minutes on it and still get it done? Because I was just thinking like my way of thinking about it so far has been very like close to like the spend your time mm. perspective me too after listening to that podcast yeah <laughs> i mean before where i'm like oh i need to do these five things and it'll probably take an hour but if i'm down to like half an hour then i still try to like speed through those five things but with like lower quality of work it, or just lower it just attention happens. yeah it just happens yeah like that. you speed through something and the likelihood is that the quality is lower. Yeah. And so I guess if I switch more to that type of thinking where it's like I'm using my time, then it would keep me more on track mm. to actually do the things that I say I want to do at the times that I should be doing them instead of mismanaging my time. <laughs> huh. Now, it makes me think of distraction because distraction and time management are very closely linked. That's why we have to have time management to manage our distractions. Yeah. So what, are your, what is your biggest distraction? Oh, why would you put me on the spot like this? I mean, I can go first. <laughs> What's my biggest distraction? My biggest distraction differently right now is Twitter and all like, like terms of like Black Lives Matter and all these like activist type stuff that I find activist type stuff, Beyonce and memes. That's what my Twitter is. Mm -hmm. Now and again, some hot guy, but you know. I'm filtering those out. Yeah. I can't be just distracted. So by you're just like going through, you're scrolling through the feed and like updating and... Then it just becomes me endlessly scrolling for 20 minutes in the morning when I could have meditated. Mm. And so when I do meditate, it's a five minute instead of the 15 minutes, yeah, yeah. you know. So it's definitely that grabbing your phone first thing in the morning, which I don't do as often as I used to, It, but it does happen on occasion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. not on. A, I would say it happens about twice a week. If I'm honest with myself, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely like devices for me too. Mm. Like Netflix. Netflix. Netflix is a big one. It used to be big for me, but I the only the literal only thing that I still watch on Netflix. Oh wait, besides this new drama that I started because the one actor. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I watch is uh, Homecoming. Oh, that is very on brand for you. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to. I am anyone, not surprised. <laughs> anyone that knows what Homecoming is, yeah, we're not going to mention who this is because we've mentioned this person too much on the podcast. I you have. literally just mentioned her. Yes, exactly. So distractions make me also think of addictions. Are you addicted to, to what do you think you're addicted to social media or is it just a distraction? Uh, can it be both? <laughs> Again, uh, referencing the podcast that I listened to, they yeah. talk about, let's say, let's say, for instance, Facebook, people can say it's addictive. Sure. But is that true? Oh, for but everyone? are they actually addicted or is it just the thing is addictive? Yes. Uh, kind of like let's go again into the use of language. 
addiction or saying something oh i'm just addicted to it oh i just want to drink coffee or whatever i'm just like people say you're addicted to anything right when they don't really understand what it's actually like to be addicted to coffee or to be addicted to a substance or to something right because it has a neurological effect that you can't control that you are mm-hmm. very much unaware of all you know is you need the stimulus or the thing but addiction is also a way for people to to not take responsibility for the actions they take in terms of like social media or whatever the, the thing is they they just say it's addiction i can't help myself because that's what we think addiction you can't help yourself therefore you just can't stop doing it right now change the word addiction to distraction distraction then becomes a personal thing you have to take responsibility because you are getting distracted so i think we should be careful assess are you purposefully engaging in something mm-hmm choosing to use your time that way or can you really not help mm, yourself but like distraction and addiction i know for a lot of people i think even myself there's an element of like self-preservation or just kind of like an unhealthy coping mechanism because if you put off doing the things that you're supposed to by giving into these distractions or giving into this addiction mm. then Maybe the reason you don't get the result you wanted on that thing, on that paper or that, you know, like application or whatever is because like, oh, you were just distracted and you didn't actually do your best. But if you had done your best, it would have been okay. Mm. Like it's a... There's no guarantee that even if you had tried your best that it actually would have been okay. Right. But it's like a, like kind of a mental like... All I'm trying to say with distraction is that we should take responsibility for how we use our time. When you don't, then it's easy to blame something else and say, it's Facebook. It's not Facebook. It's you. Take responsibility. That's exactly the thing, though. It's like, so if you're distracted and you don't do everything that you, if you don't put like your entire self into that thing, then when you get like an unsatisfactory result on it, you can kind of blame the thing, the distraction, even if you were the one that was distracted. It's less hurtful or it, like for it you feels to say for me. Yeah. Right. But that's literally what he talks but about. But that's what it is. Yeah. And so like people labeling things as addiction and I like, let me just a little side note that I do understand addiction and the levels of addiction. I'm just saying that we shouldn't label mm-hmm. everything an addiction. No, that makes when sense. When it's a distraction, actually, when it's your responsibility and it is a lot easier as a terms of like error correction. What do you call that again? Um, when your brain like, is like kind of like a self-justification yes or like because then it's facebook's y- fault then yeah. it's instagram's fault then it's twitter's fault then it's netflix's fault and you kind of don't take the ownership of your actions but when you change the language to i am getting distracted then there is the possibility for you to then be able to um have more what did jane say when i listened to the podcast agency agency there we go <laughs> yeah have more agency over over yourself over the you over your you-ness over your, the way you spend your time i get very distracted i'm speaking as if i never get distracted please <laughs> <laughs> i would have been someone else if i were not distracted yeah i would not be here <laughs> <laughs> or you would be here yesterday no 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 that's, oh. not, that's different <laughs> because you had an engagement yesterday so yeah that's different <laughs> I'm not coming for you. (laughs) (laughs) I think that if you don't choose with specificity what you're going to do with your time, 
you're gonna get distracted yeah if you leave it open of course you're gonna be tempted and then give into temptation to like scroll on your phone or just kind of like go make a snack and then it ends up being like 40 minutes that you spend away from whatever thing you were supposed to yeah and i'm not saying that <laughs> like uh, you can scroll on your phone i'm not saying don't do that i'm not saying don't use social media be aware of how much time you are spending on yes that. which is why i have a little timer on my phone that whatever app i open it has a little bubble that the countdown goes. Yeah. And I know that every time I log into Instagram, it pops up. And when it gets to 20 minutes, I stop. Sometimes I set myself a timer. Oh, there we go. Like and on my phone, I'll set it for like 15 minutes and then go do whatever apps, like whatever like social media stuff I want to do. And right. then when the timer counts down, like whatever I'm doing, um, just close the app and then go do whatever I was supposed to. And does it work for you? um when it or is it when i'm serious about it yeah, yeah it works i think it does is it more effective than if you if you say okay after this time's up i am doing this yeah no it's more helpful to have the the, the actual step. noise and the alarm go for me because i'm like this is a physical reminder that i need to go do something yeah no but but that's what i mean like um if you you have to plan what you're going to do after that 20 minutes is up or after the timer rings oh yeah otherwise yeah. you can just go eh, eh, i'm just gonna continue yeah. just ignore it because there's very much that ability even I if just it's ag- just like oh i'm gonna like go shower after this like it helps to have something lined up mm. and then to set that alarm and then have an actual alarm go when it's that time yeah so schedule me time and and be like, this is, yeah. I, I need this for my brain to rest. Just have a limit on it. Because I've found that like, if I'm just like looking at the clock, like mm-hmm. on, on my phone and I'm like, oh, when it hits like whatever, like something 20, like 220, then I'm going to go do this thing. Then I miss it. And then it's like 221. And then right. I'll be like, oh, I'll do it at 230. And then like, oh, it's 235. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. oh, I guess I'll just do it at three. You know what is, <laughs> what boggles my mind and I, I don't know. But what I, it still just confuses me to no end. In the morning, when you can convince yourself, I can get ready in five minutes. You can't. But in that moment, you really believe that. Yeah. Like you really, really, really believe, oh, 10 minutes is fine to do everything that I need to do. But you know, waking me now knows it's not enough. I need at least 30 minutes for my hair. <laughs> Ivor, <laughs> what hair? <laughs> bad example bad example no i was being facetious um i need at least you know whatever you know how much time you need to get ready you can rush through it but then your whole day is going to be a rush like you just like i've said many times the way you start your day it's kind of like uh uh the universe going oh so that's how you want to live okay let's see how the whole day goes then for you (laughs) at least that's the way i like to think of it so every time i wake up early and i do things right i'm like yes this is how the day is going to go now psychosomatic good energy Whatever, point is, it works for me. There's a lot of things you can control and a lot of things you can't control. What you can control is me, myself, and I. (laughs) (laughs) So I was listening back on a couple of our previous episodes and I realized that we had sort of stopped talking about our mental health practices. Mm. But I think time management is a good topic to bring up in relation to mental health. Because when you manage your time correctly or when you manage it properly for you, for what you have to do that day, you just feel so much better. Yeah, you remove a lot of stress 
a lot of external like uncertainty and stress about like am I gonna be late like oh what are those people gonna think of me if I am late do or, I have time to prepare do I have time to do what this? are these people gonna think yeah we try to make to change our lives and go from zero to 100 in a certain thing that maybe is not productive or good for you mentally mental health now it is not possible for your brain, your brain doesn't have the same plasticity as it had when you were a kid up until the like 25, 26, when it like it's more difficult to change your habits, right? And so what we have to do then is consider 1% changes because 1% changes compounds eventually. One becomes two, two becomes four, and, and so it yeah. continues, right? So do something small, but you must take account. You must um, um, reward yourself for it. You must... Uh, uh, you must recognize that what you did is good and, and for your brain to trigger the hormonal release that rewards you for that and then to form the new neurons, I mean, new, new neural connections. Yeah. As it continues, as you try again and again, it becomes stronger and, and it does change your life. I know it's a lot easier said than done. Not many people, um, people aren't the same. People don't have the same life experiences. But in my case is... I do think that something small, do something small that you think will improve your life. And it's, yeah, it compounds into something great, actually. Yeah, no, it could be as small as like, okay, I really like timers, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but I like, like timers too. set a timer for like when you're getting ready, be like, I'm going to leave in 30 minutes. And then when the timer goes off, like go walk through the door. And then that feeling of like, oh, I did this on time. Like, I'm not going to be stressed about getting there. I'm not going to have to worry about traffic. Or like, I'm going to be on time for this like nice get together with my friends and they're mm. not going to have to be like, oh, where is DJ? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I My pet peeve is when people are very late. I'm okay with people being late because we all have different lives. But when you don't say anything and you're like 30 minutes late, it's like, yeah, yeah. like I said many times before, I think one t actually, well, to people, but once I'm on the podcast, if you are late and you don't tell me, when you go there, you will not find me there. <laughs> when we go at the place we're supposed to meet, who will you find there? That Nobody. same response when you didn't tell me that you're late. That's what you're going to find. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I don't know. Oh, I'd also like to give a shout out to a man with a very girthy, just thick. Your adjectives are making me nervous. Girthy, thick, um, just powerful personality. He is... <laughs> Okay, I'm not going to say his name. Um, thank you so much for your great feedback. Uh, and uh, I love that you listen and that you listen to me while you're unclothed. <laughs> he's a straight man, by the way. Or I'm assuming he's straight. I don't know. <laughs> Too much detail. <laughs> hey, if that's what people love, is my detail and your response to it. <laughs> Actually, I have no idea what um, he looks like. So. Oh, he's just a mystery man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> i'm down with that anyway um yeah so thanks for listening everyone um i hope that what we said kind of resonated with you if you felt personally attacked by the whole time management thing like i was maybe dj was too i um, was attacking myself so, same so it's it's not personal it's okay it's, it's okay, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> if you think anyone could learn anything from us please send this episode along uh we are on google podcasts apple i or is it spotify spotify all the things thank you for listening guys please subscribe and uh we hope you have a great day goodbye bye